What's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Tyler and I are out here recording on Friday, October 7th, right at 5 p.m. Central Time. We are bringing you all of the latest and greatest fantasy football updates here on this fine Friday. Well, it'll be Saturday when you listen to this episode, but we're bringing you all the news. We're bringing you all of our starts of the week. We had a full episode here. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, Tyler underscore Plath for Tyler. And then, hey, if you want to actually follow our main socials as well, FFL is on Twitter, the FFL is on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas, Facebook, YouTube, and the good old TikTok. Make sure you give us a follow over there too. We got so much more content coming out every single day on each of those sites. And also, uh, we're on Sleeper. Yeah, I said it. We're on Sleeper. Yeah. Their new video widget. If you, you when you open the right hand of the page and you have all of your trades, your waiver ads, who's available, the weekly leaders, everything of the sorts, there's a widget at the bottom of the screen. It's a video widget. If you tap on it, you can find all of our new videos in there as well. So if you're playing in your fantasy leagues over on Sleeper, make sure you check that out as well. Oh, and one thing I forgot, then I'm done with plugs. It's been a long, this is a long plug. I'm sorry. Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, if you want to join the community of league winners, head over to our chalkboard. We're answering questions. We're giving trade advice. We're doing waiver wire questions. Uh, starts and sits will be posted over there as well. Everything of the sorts. Uh, doing some prop bets over there as well. Uh, Tyler always drops the prop uh over there so make sure you go check that out join our chalkboard link is down in the description of the audio podcast or youtube video you are watching uh as i said earlier ty we got a ton to cover today uh you can say hello to the people now i give you permission howdy people (laughs) (laughs) that's what we uh, we went with howdy 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 Howdy. (laughs) just so you know tyler's here and exists uh we had a full slate starts of the week some news updates I really want to skip the next segment, though. We can. I don't. I don't see why not. Thursday night football recap <laughs> might be the worst Thursday night football game I have ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> might have been the worst football game I've ever seen in my lifetime. Colts beat the Broncos twelve to nine. Not a single touchdown was scored. I, I I I worked. I work on Thursdays until 6.30. I normally don't get back to my house until about like 7.30 or so central time. Um, and I literally opened up my phone because I got home and I had a few other things I need to take care of. It was like 8 o'clock, 8.15. I checked my phone. And the score is 6 to 9. Nice. But like, come on. <laughs> I was beside myself. I, I saw that and I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I thought the Broncos were back. I felt it in my bones last week. Russell Wilson was going to have himself a week, and you want to know what he did? He finished as a top three quarterback on the week. But the Broncos suck. They're terrible. And we have to watch them on primetime again next week. I'm sorry if I'm maxing out my mic right now. I don't want to watch them on Monday Night Football. NFL, change it, please. Do something. I can't watch this team on primetime anymore. Man. <laughs> oh, no. I don't, I don't want to talk about this. I, there's nothing. <clears throat> Deion Jackson. Shout out to Deion Jackson. 
Was he the highest scorer? I think he was. I should double check that. At least, <laughs> at least he did something. I got it right here. No, he wasn't. You want to know who was the top scorer last night? Alec Pierce. No, Chase McLaughlin. No, Chase <laughs> The kickers. Kickers. 17 fantasy points. Melvin Gordon had 11.8. Alec Pierce with 11.1. Deion Jackson with 11 point. I mean, you have got to be kidding me. Oh, I am sick. I can't believe we had to witness that football game last night. Can I... we move on? I don't, there, I don't even want to ask questions. I don't even want to ask what your takeaway was. The takeaway was that the Broncos suck. Like and the, the Colts suck too. Yeah, the Colts should be thankful that they did not lose this game because, in reality, this game should have ended in a tie. Yep. <laughs> and um, uh, for all the questions that we can ask of Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, gosh. I'll say it. I don't think Russ is playing like a top 20 quarterback at the moment. No, he's not. He's not. And he's there are 20 other like- quarterbacks I would rather play over him right now on my team. Not for fantasy, like NFL-wise. He's playing awful. And everyone makes a big deal about the price tag and coming from Minnesota fans because we've heard it about Kirk for years now. <laughs> that contract is worse than Kirk's as of right now he's in this very moment. Five, he is a top-five paid quarterback in the league. And oh. you're going to tell me that Kirk's contract is worse? Give me a flipping break. Russell Wilson should be nowhere near this amount of money. I'm just disgusted. We're moving on. I don't want to discuss this game anymore. Yeah. And uh, longest five-minute intro of my lifetime to avoid talking about this game any further. Let's move on. Let's just, let's just move on. We're just going to move on to news and notes powered by our friends over at Sleeper. Uh, it's where, Tyler, you and I play pretty much all of our fantasy football leagues. Number one fantasy football platform in the world. You can join over 4 million people over on Sleeper by using the link down in the description of the YouTube video or audio podcast you are listening to. Frank Reich after I, you know, I'm going to, I should have just said this before moving on to the notes. Now we have to talk about the Colts again. Frank Reich optimistic that Jonathan Taylor will be back in week six. I, I need to see practice reports next week. Um, I too early for me to even have an opinion on this. Uh, Opinion on this, though, Keenan Allen ruled out for his fourth straight game. Hamstring is still bothering him. Uh, Mike Will to the moon this week. Give me everything Mike Williams this week. Uh, I'm going to call it right now 25 points this week, at least 25 plus for Mike Will this week. That's my bold take of the week. 15 plus from Josh Palmer. That's my bold take. Uh, well, there we go. I like. I like. I think this Browns-Chargers game could be sneaky high scoring this week. What's the over-under for that game? Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head. Did you talk about it in yesterday's episode? Uh, I can refer back to the notes on it. 47 and a half. That I would bet changed. that goes over. That may have changed, though, because, <laughs> you know, that's what Vegas does. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's the line at now? Uh, 47. Oh, well, I'm still taking the over on it over <laughs> so yes uh, you're firing up mike williams i think josh palmer becomes a super interesting flux play this week kyle pitts ruled out for week five against tampa struggling with a hamstring here and just uh, playing in general <laughs> i 
can I say this though? I think I think if you have Kyle Pitts, this helps you. I think this helps you. Yeah, you it, it it gets the stink away for at least one more week, one right, more week. Right. You can the, go sell him now because people will like people will forget how bad he stunk for a week for like three out of four of the first weeks, and then people are gonna be like, maybe he makes a comeback now after his injury, which should work backwards, but people will think that way. Because he's an elite level talent, you know. Yeah, I mean he is. There's no denying it. He's an elite level talent. But when you don't have a quarterback who can feed you the football, that's kind of an issue. And he's a top 18 tight end, so, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Michael Thomas. <laughs> Michael Thomas ruled out for Sunday. Still struggling with his toe. Uh, I want to play a game. Oh, no. Not a name game. Yay. <laughs> Not a name game. How long do you think Michael Thomas is out? Does he come back next week? Do you think like like let's place odds? Odds that Michael Thomas misses at least three more games. At least three more games? Yes. Because well, you know missed... when it was like he's struggling with a foot. It's like, yeah, you need your foot to play, but like nobody was telling you how bad it actually was, and then he just misses all of last season. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, we get these cryptic injury updates with Michael Thomas, and we never actually learn how severe they are. I'll give it a good. I'll give it like a thirty percent chance that he misses the next three games. But if he misses next week's game, if he misses next week, I'm I'm terrified. Seventy. (laughs) I'm terrified. Yeah, if he misses next week too, I'm terrified. But Michael Thomas, you won't have him this week. Jahan Dotson hamstring ruled out for week five. Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas's teammate. Uh, still doing with back and ankle injury. He is doubtful for Sunday. You'll probably get Andy Dalton again. Uh, not that you're starting Andy Dalton, but Chris Olave manager is just something to pay attention to. Mac Jones listed as doubtful, still doing with his ankle injury. Rashad Bateman missed his third straight practice this week. You're probably going to be without him in your fantasy lineups on Sunday. Mike McDaniel, hopeful, and this was interesting. Tyreek popped up on the injury report on Thursday. Uh, he's hopeful Tyreek will be able to go versus the Jets. Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, he returns to practice on Friday today. Uh, David Montgomery, limited in practice the past two days. He's listed as questionable for Sunday. Alvin Kamara listed as questionable. I like. Can I get Alvin Kamara back for one of these juicy matchups, please? Please, <laughs> please. Like as an Alvin Kamara manager, I'm like, I was like, yes, Minnesota. Oh, great matchup. Crap, he's out. Oh, we get Seattle. Oh, this is it. This is the bounce back game. Now he's. Listed- questionable i just want alvin Kamara back soon please please <laughs> t higgins questionable for sunday i'd be willing to bet he suits up this seemed he's been it seems like he's been dealing with kind of these nagging injuries for the past few weeks here um i'd bet he plays i have him as a top 12 option against baltimore this week Ooh, interesting it's my wide receiver 11 on the week um he demolished he's de- he demolished baltimore last year uh, let me pull up the stats here. I don't oh, have them right yeah. in front of me. But he absolutely feasted on the Baltimore Ravens last year. Uh, I Here we go. Against the Baltimore Ravens in 2021, uh, 15 targets for T. Higgins. Only scored nine fantasy points in week seven. Uh, but then, hey, remember when he put up 37 on 13 targets for 194 yards and two touchdowns? That was fun. That was Is that fun. even in half PPR? That's in half PPR, even full PPR. Oh, brother. Yeah, get T. Higgins in your lineup this week. Uh, he'll be just fine, I think. 
Chris Godwin off the injury report. He is good to go against the Falcons. Uh, you are starting every single Falcons or not Falcons. Oh goodness. You are starting every, you're not starting every single Falcons player. You are starting every single Buccaneer this week. I don't think that's in question at all whatsoever. Deontay Johnson popped up on the injury report earlier this week with a hip issue, but he practiced in full today. He is off the injury report and Brees Hall, uh, Apparently dealing with a knee issue, but also removed from the injury report. He will be good for Sunday. Those were news and notes from around the league brought to you by your friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform in the world. If you want to join over 4 million people on the platform, including ourselves, we use Sleeper for almost everything, you can check out the link in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. All right, Ty, meat and potatoes of the episode here. Before we get to player props, we have to get to our starts of the week. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun this week. I, I love all of our starts this week. I would, Actually, I question your wide receiver one. But we'll talk about that when we get there. I'm just shocked you put him down. That's what I should say. I'm shocked you put your wide receiver one down. Uh-huh. I, he, he wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, I understand why. I just didn't expect it from you. But we're not going to talk about wide receivers first. We are going to talk about quarterbacks first, like we always do. So, Tyler, your start of the week at quarterback. Have you had this, guys, your start of the week before? I believe you have. I don't know if it was last week, but I've had him as a start before. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, (laughs) Yes, he had five turnovers against Philadelphia last week. Yeah, it wasn't good. That wasn't good, but here's the thing. Why is no one talking about the fact that Philly and Jacksonville were playing in a monsoon of their own? Yeah, that's true. You really couldn't tell on television. Like, you couldn't tell from, like, the broadcast angle, really. But, yeah, they were they were playing in a monsoon. I think the only reason why everyone talked about the monsoon in Chicago was because of all the field that was puddling up. Right. And Justin that Fields slip and sliding afterwards. Right, right. Like that didn't happen in Philly, but it rained. The it, it rained with the same intensity, like the entire time, right. the entire time. Um. So I know again, I know that five turnovers raises some concern. Um. Four of those turnovers though were on fumbles, and I'm willing to kind of give a pass because again, you're in a monsoon. Sure. You can protect the ball a little bit better, but you're not fumbling four times when you're playing Houston this week <laughs> in Jacksonville. Houston. Um, before the monsoon game in Philly, he was a quarterback 10, so he was a quarterback one. This game bumped him down to 15, and that's just how that's just how quarterbacks in fantasy football work, <laughs> is that if you only have two points a week, there are other quarterbacks who are going to get 14 points, and sure enough, they will overtake you. That's just quarterbacking in fantasy football. Um, here's a, and Houston presents an interesting matchup because a lot of people look at Houston's past defense and they say, like, yeah, well, it's it's pretty decent until you, you realize, like, who they've played so far this year. Yep. Um, first three games of the year, Indianapolis – Denver and Chicago (laughs) quite literally the three worst passing teams in the NFL. (laughs) And last week they played the chargers and they gave up 21 points, which was ninth most 
that week. This Houston defense gives up points through the air. They do. They just have to play competent or decent quarterbacks. (laughs) And Herbert is absolutely better than competent or decent. And Trevor Lawrence, let's admit it, he's had flashes this year. He's he had looked, some. He's looked a lot better this year. He's looked a lot better. I'm willing to bet that he has more of a Justin Herbert type fantasy game, or Justin Herbert fantasy type game than he does last week against Philadelphia. And when you're looking at some of the other quarterbacks this week, like Geno Smith, sorry, tough match. I can't start him this week against New Orleans. I can't. No. Um, I, I'm sure sorry enough. if you started Russell Wilson. But that's kind of your mistake. <laughs> no, not Russ. He's at the trap for all of us. Who, who's? Um, I mean, you could start Rogers. I would. I would start Rogers this week. I would start Rogers, but like, it's a matter of like, do you feel more comfortable with Rogers or Lawrence starting this week? If you're choosing I'd go Rogers those still. two, I would still go Rogers. What about? Like, I feel like. I mean. You're not streaming Trevor Lawrence because he's probably rostered in your league. How do you feel about Jared Goff against the Patriots? Oh, give me Trevor Lawrence. I agree. I'll go Trevor Lawrence over Jared Goff. So, again, Houston's defense can give up points to quarterbacks. I got to stop shaking my desk because I'm really, really passionate about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will finish as a top 12 quarterback this week. Ooh. Big, cl- big bowl claim. I'm willing to put... You know, you buy me canes if he doesn't. Oh, deal. <laughs> canes. canes. We need canes to become a sponsor of the podcast so we can like canes. make canes bets to sponsor a segment. There'll be a lot of canes bets on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I started the week at quarterback. My favorite, Captain Kirk Cousins, baby. Now, here's the thing I'm following a formula. This is all formula based. I'm not. Like, is Kirk my favorite start this week? No, but I'm pretty confident in starting him this week. The formula I'm following. We get primetime slash special game Kirk, who's not that good. Sucks in those games. We got primetime against Philly this year. 11.8 fantasy points. Hey, last week in London, 8.30 a.m. game. All eyes are on him. 14 fantasy points. Eh. But... But after the Philly game, he bounces back for 18 and a half fantasy points. Now this week he gets Chicago. That's a nice matchup. The secondary isn't that great. Defensive line isn't all that intimidating. He's at home as well. He's at home. Kirk scored at least 22 fantasy points in each game in U.S. Bank this year. I'll take that. He's also scored at least 21 fantasy points in three of his past four meetings with Chicago. So Kirk could roll out this week. I think Dalvin Cook has a really nice week. Um, I could see, you know, Kirk putting up like a, you know, a 18, 19 point week and finishing as, you know, a quarterback 13, 14 on the week. But I could also see Kirk going for 25 this week. I could also see them just wanting to force feed Jefferson like they have been. And Kirk puts up three toddies, 260 yards. And you have top 10 tight end a top 10 quarterback excuse me on the week so give me kirk this week uh great matchup for chicago back under u.s bank after playing in a prime time ish special ish game against new orleans tough matchup too yeah give me kirk this week i'm in on kirk 
there was a tweet I saw earlier today. Um, Jalen or Jalen Johnson, the top corner for Chicago, uh, yep. he's doubtful for Sunday. Oh yes. Oh, give me all of Kirk then. Yeah, and the next three corners for Chicago are like lower, like and like really. You can really just say bad. lower echelon because it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lower echelon. Yeah, they. Yeah. yeah. Wide receivers should feast. And here's here's the other thing. I'm expecting Chicago sell out to stop the run i wouldn't it really wouldn't surprise me because that's where they've been getting absolutely destroyed this year big game for thielen and jj yeah i i think jj could have himself a week again i think we could see another 25 30 from jj this week i'm feeling good things from the vikings this week which is dangerous as a vikings fan um i'm just opening myself to being hurt (laughs) too desperately um (laughs) or too dramatically all right let's move on to running back starts um I'm going to going to take this one. Okay. Oh yeah. Based on your notes. <laughs> uh my start of the week is Ramondre Stevenson. I think he needs to be in every single fantasy lineup this week. I could just leave the analysis at he plays the Lions this week. I could just leave it at that and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll start him." But because I want to actually express my level of confidence in Ramondre, I'm going to lay out everything you need to know. Because you'll see why I think Ramondre, like Ramondre is going to be a running back two this week for your lineup. Um, I, I don't want to say it because I don't know if I fully believe it. Um, top fifteen upside for Ramondre. I'll leave it at that. Um, Detroit allowing the second most fantasy points per game to running backs. They're allowing five point three yards per carry to running backs, which is the fourth most. Tyler, do you know how many rushing touchdowns they've allowed? The most the most they've allowed eight Hmm. that is two per game you want to venture a guess at who's second and how many they've allowed no (laughs) because i don't know (laughs) the houston texans they've allowed the second most they've only allowed i shouldn't say only they've allowed five rushing touchdowns so detroit has allowed nearly double of what everyone else everyone else in the league has averaged Third is four, and only I believe it's only three teams have allowed four rushing touchdowns. Detroit is not good against the run. (laughs) And you want to know what the Patriots really like to do, and they'll likely be without Mac Jones this week. (laughs) They're going to run the crap out of the football. (laughs) They're going to pound and ground on the Lions, and they're just going to run the crap out of the football. Ramadre, he's also been on fire the past two weeks. He's been the running back 14 PPR formats. He's totaled 31 fantasy points over that span. Eight receptions on 10 targets for 51 yards. I I like your start of the week, Tyler. Damian Harris, same team. I like them both this week. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to take PPR upside with Ramondre. Um, Lions run defense is putrid. If they've been allowing two rushing touchdowns a week, hey, I think Damian Harris and, and Ramondre can both find the end zone this week. I think they can both be top 20 plays, and you'll be satisfied. With that being said, your start of the week is... Ty Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> the other Patriots running the back. <laughs> no, it's Damian Harris as well because exactly what you said. Yep. <laughs> this the Detroit Lions. team is not good. So, uh, yep. yeah, Damian Harris, start him up as a flex this week. If you have Ramondre or Damian Harris, get them both in your lineup. Let's move on to wide receivers. We made that nice and efficient. Uh, Tyler, you're starting the week at wide receiver. Again, I, I made this comment up top. It would not have been the first person I would have expected you to choose. I understand why you did. 
I just I did not expect it to be this player. Yeah, I thought about putting Thielen. I've gotten burned by Thielen before. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wasn't he your start of the week last week? Two weeks ago, I think. Okay. It was it was the game before the Detroit game where he scored. Yes. That I said start Thielen. Wait, was it against Philly? No, I think I said start Thielen against Green Bay. And Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do Jack Squat. <laughs> um uh, no, my start for wide receiver this week is Curtis Samuel. And it's, again, it's not a name that you're just kind of like, oh, he's a lock. Oh, yeah. Like he's, yeah, definitely. Right. But like Curtis Samuel has been one of the more like efficient players this season, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes to yeah, he has been. at least. Yep. Uh, I, as I'm pulling up the stats, where is he ranking points per game? Oh, he's top 20. Yeah, he's top 20 in fantasy points per game. I could have told you. That's what you were looking for? I thought you were just looking at total fantasy points. Yeah, he's top 20. Yeah, I could have told you that. Yeah, top 20 is wide receiver 16 overall this year. Yeah, he's been great. Um, There's no Jahan Dotson in this game for Washington. So, I mean, this could have very well been Terry McLaurin, too, just because... um, We don't talk about Terry on this podcast. There are two names we don't discuss. It's Terry McLaurin and Miles Sanders. Sorry. I didn't mean Cleanse it. yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you Anyways, just back to Curtis Samuel. Quick, two minute minor. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, two minute minor. <laughs> no, I, I, I said Curtis Samuel, though, just because I, Curtis Samuel has a, like, it feels like Curtis Samuel has, like, a Ramondre Stevenson vibe to him where it's like, no one's talking about this player, but they really should be. He's been like, pretty good. He's been pretty good. Um, Curtis Samuel, honestly, or he he's produced as or he's producing as the number one receiver in this offense. Yeah, he's out targeting he who shall not be named um, <laughs> by ten targets. Thanks for your sensitivity. Thank you. Um, yeah, like Curtis Samuel, like if he's not a lock at this point, like he should be. Yeah, especially with no Jahan Dotson, he's going up against Tennessee, who like has had who's been up and down with wide receivers, but they are currently down on wide receivers over the last two weeks. They are giving up the eighth most fantasy points of wide receiver and the eighth most receiving yards. They have to throw to they have to throw to somebody. It's not going to be. It's not going to get done on the ground with Gibson and Brian Robinson. No, and and if I'm not mistaken, too, like Tennessee against the run game. They've been pretty Last decent this weeks. year. Um, Tennessee has allowed the second fewest points to running backs over the last two weeks. Yeah. So, like, and you know what Washington's run game is like currently with J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson? Give me Curtis Samuel. Give him he's, – he's a wide receiver two this week for me. Uh, I do like Curtis Samuel a lot this week. Again, just not the guy I would have – picked but it, it all makes sense because you have no Jahan Dotson you have Tennessee who's struggling against the secondary you have a run game for the commanders that's not gonna get going against this Tennessee front yeah fire up Curtis Samuel I sneaky like Carson Wentz this week like, yeah if, if, you, if, you, if you need if you need a hail, like a Hail Mary streamer um he was great the first few weeks uh but I I sneaky like Carson Wentz this week yeah I mean if it wasn't Trevor Lawrence for my start it would have been Carson Wentz yeah I really like Carson Wentz uh, as a potential streamer this week because he's probably on your waivers again now after his 
you know, performances the past two weeks. Uh, my start of the week at wide receiver. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put this wide receiver back into your lineup. Uh, he, he was a bit scary coming into the season. We weren't sure what to do with him. But now he was back on the field last night. Not last night. On Sunday Night Football. Get Chris Godwin in your lineup this week. He put up 13 points against the Chiefs this past week. But he gets the Atlanta Falcons this week. And Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have absolutely throttled the Atlanta Falcons in fantasy football since Tom Brady got to the Bucs. Last five games with the Fal- against the Falcons, going back to 2019 for Chris-, Chris Godwin. You ready for this? 37 fantasy points. 12.6. 30. 30.3. 16.2. 30.2. I'm 15 for Godwin this week. Easy. Hands down. And he'll probably give you more. Uh, I have all the utmost confidence in in all of Tampa Bay's pass catchers this week, especially Chris Godwin. This is like the perfect get back on track game for Chris Godwin. And and what's new, Atlanta is still bad against wide receivers. They're allowing the seventh most fantasy points to them this year. Tenth most fantasy points to the slot specifically. Where Chris Godwin lives. Give me Chris Godwin. Every day, twice on Sunday this week. I will... I'm sneaky looking to trade for Chris Godwin in a lot of leagues right now. I think now's the time to go get him. Because people will see 13, they're like, well, I can get something for him. But I don't know if I want to hold on to a potential ticking time bomb when he's already missed time this year, right? Like, I think you can make a fair offer for Chris Godwin and you get much more. Brandon Cooks or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. I'm trying to think of other, like, low like go. low ceiling but high floor guys that you could go trade for Chris Godwin. Wait, uh high floor low ceiling? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um Deontay Johnson. Chris Godwin. I'm terrified of Deontay. I had him as a sell high in our last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm terrified of Deontay. Maybe uh, it feels like Brandon Cooks is like the only guy that gives you a safe floor. Keenan Allen, but he's not healthy. He's not healthy. Yeah. You won't be able um, to get that deal done. It's just here's here's just a couple names. Um Christian Kirk or Kurt, or Chris Godwin. Oh, I'm gonna hold on to Christian Kirk. Um health. That's the tiebreaker there. Hollywood or Chris Brown. Or Chris Brown. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chris Godwin. <laughs> I saw I saw Marquise Brown and I just yeah. Chris Godwin or Hollywood Brown. <laughs> yes, and I'm moving past this because we're not. We're not. Oh, no. I, all I'm envisioning right now is like I really wish we had just had like a Chris Brown drop that I could just keep smashing right now, and it's just like forever or like Kiss Kiss by Chris Brown just blasting in the background. This <laughs> is dude, dude. Oh, Chris God, sorry. <laughs> Who was it or Chris God when I totally lost my? <laughs> His last name is Brown. Hollywood Brown. Um, <laughs> Hollywood Brown or Chris Godwin. Um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sell high on Hollywood. I think. I think I'd go get Chris Brown. <laughs> Drake. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. If you're on, said, if you're on Spotify oh, and you don't know what just happened, Lucas just took out the earbuds, threw them on the desk, and just walked off. And now he's back with what? piece of information should or what did you just learn hollywood or chris godwin i would i would take 
That's a tough one. I think that's where my line is. I might go Chris Godwin over Hollywood. DK Metcalf or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. I would go so, so high on DK. I like this offense has been great, but two great matchups the past two weeks. I'll go take advantage of that. Sorry, Cam. Sorry, Cam. I I mean it's the truth, right? Like like I would like I'll go so high on DK. I know they're gonna get more involved, but like when you get Atlanta and Detroit in back to back weeks, that's what DK Metcalf is gonna do. And a couple of rookies to wrap it up. Drake yep. London or Chris Godwin? Ooh, um, oh, that's really tough uh, because I really like Drake London. I'm going to take the chance on Chris Godwin, and I say that really quietly. Chris but 35% target share for Drake London. Can we talk about that? Leaves a league in target share right now. 35%. So that's why that one's really tough for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, like if you, if if people are like no Drake London like great I think that's fine. Chris Olave or Chris Godwin. Uh, I'm going. Oh brother. Um. Oh Chris. Yep. Battle of the Chris's. Chris, that's who I want. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I'm probably gonna stick with Olave though, uh, as long as Michael Thomas is out. All right, let's move on. Let's wrap it up here. Tight end starts of the week. Tyler, you're going with another. You're, you're matching names once again. Is this back-to-back weeks you've gone uh, Tyler's as your start of the week? Uh, my tight end last week was in Joku, I think. That's right. Your your tight end last week was in Joku, but the year the week prior, yeah, you're with Tyler Conklin. So you you're, you you like your Tyler's? Because Tyler Higby is my start this week, <laughs> and yeah, it's just the name. Honestly, <laughs> that's it. Enough analysis. Mic drop. Uh, no. So Tyler Higby is <laughs> not really like by his doing by any means, right? Like <laughs> he's catching passes, but <laughs> again, based on what Sean McVay said about Allen Robinson, that a lot of the misfortune, a lot of the misfortune so far this year with Allen Robinson is due to defenses playing just cover playing coverages that the Rams are not prepared for. Um, Higby has just kind of benefited from that, and he's he's quite literally the number two option in this offense. Yeah, he's become that, which is crazy. This and offensive line can't hold up. Nothing, nothing. Um, <clears throat> going up against Dallas this week. And Dallas is averaging, oh, I had it. I had it. Dallas is averaging around 11 fantasy points over the last two weeks to tight ends. And if you know anything about tight ends in fantasy football, points are hard to come by. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if Higby scores in this one. But at the same time, Higby is going to... Six catch, eight target, 50 yards his way to a solid, solid performance this week. Um, like, this game is going to be one through the air. It really is. Yeah. Both defenses are really, really good against the run. So you're choosing Matt Stafford or Cooper Rush. And <laughs> I lean Matt Stafford. That's why I choose Tyler Higby as my starter tight end this week. I was going to say, I don't necessarily choose Matt Stafford. I just choose the pieces around Matt Stafford. And then in fantasy, I'm just 
Like Matt Stafford can go stand in a corner and stay away from me. <laughs> I want nothing to do with him right now. Disgusted I got sniped on all the other quarterbacks and was left with Matt Stafford as mine. Um <laughs> I'll wrap up my starts of the week. Uh look, I'm just going I'm playing my start of the week is whoever plays the Cardinals every single week. Uh so this week it's Dallas Goddard. <laughs> and like it's just a brilliant matchup. Okay. Uh, Dallas Goddard currently the tight end nine, but Cardinals are allowing the fourth most touchdowns, the second most receptions, the second most receiving yards, the most targets, and the most fantasy points to tight ends. Case in point, uh, anybody against the Cardinals, whoever the tight end is playing the Cardinals on a given week, I'm starting them. So that's my case for Dallas Goddard. Fire him up this week. I think he's going to be great. Those were our starts of the week. Tyler with Trevor Lawrence, Damian Harris, Curtis Samuel, and Tyler Higby. My starts were Kirk Cousins, Ramondre Stevenson, Chris Godwin, and Dallas Goddard. Tyler, let's wrap out this episode in typical fashion. I enjoy this part of the episode because I just kind of get, like, this is your portion to host. Like, I've been hosting the rest of the episode. Now Tyler's like, I'm going to just run a master class on props here. And look, like, flexing over there. Today's props brought to you by Underdog. Our friends over at Underdog Fantasy you can use the code uh, down in the description of this video for an instant match on your first deposit up to $100. Use the promo code FELLAS over there. Love our friends over at Underdog. Great props. They got some great rival like rival picks over there too. Those are a ton of fun. We get into those recently. You can do DFS drafts over there. Super fun. Ton of fun things over on Underdog. We're going to discuss some of their pick and props for today though. So Tyler, I'm going to let you take it away. And just run a master class here. And I'll just give my two cents in between. <laughs> so Lucas alluded to it earlier. Um, Underdog has a very cool, uh, I'll call it mode, in Pick'em uh, formats that you can play higher or lower, right? Your traditional higher yep. or lower. Or you can play rivals where it pins two players against each other in a similar stat. So like the one I'm looking at right now that I won't ask you because it's just absolutely garbage to actually like talk about the first rival that I see is Daniel Jones versus Aaron Rodgers and passing yards. And everyone will instantly say, well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, duh. Here's the thing. One player gets a boost in their total. So Daniel Jones has a 45, and a half yard boost to his total. So if Rogers throws for 230 and Jones throws for 200, Jones wins because he then technically finishes with 245 based on the boost provided by underdog. So we'll mix it up. I'll give you some higher or lower on the individual player, but then I'll also throw in a couple rivals. I love this. And this is what makes rivals so much fun because a lot of these are like, oh, easy. Smash them. But then there's always one every week that just trips you up. And I, I've loved getting to getting to play rivals a little bit. So yeah, go ahead. I'll you I'll let you take the take the show here. So let's start with a couple individual player higher lower props. One that I love this week. Probably could have been a uh, like if it wasn't for Damian Harris being my starting running back this week, it would have been AJ Dillon. Mm, I like AJ Dillon this week. AJ Dillon's uh, fantasy point line over on underdog. Yep. 9.95 fantasy points. Uh, I'm taking the over. And the thing with underdog, 
we've uh, we've discussed other props in the past around fantasy points, and those have all been full PPR. Underdog is all half PPR. So we're talking 9.95 half PPR points for AJ Dillon. I'm taking the over on that. Because um, you want to know what that is? That's 30 yards, 40 yards and a touchdown for AJ Dillon. I think he finds the end, the end zone this week. His usage has still been great, too. He's averaging like 17 touches a game. He's just not finding the end zone. He's not getting the high value receiving work because it's all going to Aaron Jones, right? But the Giants, I think he stumbles into the end zone this week. Giants have been actually pretty stingy at the goal line against running backs, but I'm sorry. Like, if A.J. Dillon could rip off a 40-yard touchdown run and get all those in, in one rush, I think. So, yeah, I'm taking the over there on A.J. Dillon. Let's move on to... I assume you're going over on that as well? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm going over on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's move to Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. Let's go look at the star player and none other than Josh Allen. Yep. One of his prop lines, two and a half total touchdowns. Against Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh. I'm, I am I think I'm going to take the over on that. That's a really tricky one, though, because I've gotten burned on two and a half by Josh Allen prior. But and I'm going to – I think I'm going to – what was that? In what game? Uh, Who did they play before the Ravens? Remind me. Miami. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I went two and a half in that game. I expected a Matt High scoring game, and I think he went under there. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I'm taking the over on that. I think – I mean, if Vegas is giving 14 points <laughs> – to Pittsburgh, <laughs> they are yeah. expecting Buffalo well, to. That's just two put touchdowns up right there. Yeah, right. And I, I don't think Singletary will get goal line. Uh, he'll get goal line work, but I think Josh Allen is more likely to vulture it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask you about this, but I think this is very interesting that um, Najee Harris, his fantasy point line is at 11.25, oh. and Devin Singletary is at 12.95. <laughs> I saw this. I did see this because <laughs> I dude, if you're a Najee Harris manager, it, it's, it's time to, it's time to jump ship. When underdog is giving you lines like that, it's time to jump ship. <laughs> That's a uh-huh. half PPR. Um, Justin Jefferson, because I think this is one of the more, uh, steals of the week. Fantasy point score line. 14.95 against Yeah, I'll Chicago. take the over. I'll, well, half PPR. I'll, I'll still take the over on it, but that's something I'm more conscious of. Yep. Half PPR. Remind yourself. But if it's gonna if Chicago sells out to stop the run, there's no way, no chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's one player I've kind of went at. I shouldn't say went after. There's just one player that I've just kind of tried to bring the consensus back down on, and that's Eddie Jackson. Because Eddie Jackson had one season where he led the league in, in interceptions, and everyone's yep. like, oh, Eddie Jackson's a top five safety in the league. Ah, uh, nah, he's a bum, okay? <laughs> he's <laughs> just, not It doesn't right. matter. It, it I, like, I <sighs> ain't no double team on Chicago slowing down Justin Jefferson this week. And no. I know that it worked with Detroit, but guess what? Jeff Okuda is miles better than any of the corners yes. that Chicago has. <laughs> Definitely. Let's uh, try next. Let's do one more player before we move on to rivals. 
Great. Uh, let's go with what's a position that we haven't done? We've done receiver. We've done running quarterback. Back. Could go I tight end. To, I refuse to talk about tight ends when it comes. Oh no, to I'm this. just saying like that's when we. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's do let's do Jalen Waddle. Okay. Ankle injury, or was playing through one. Uh, with Tyreek popping up on the injury report yep. and potentially missing the game on Sunday. Jalen Waddle at 72 and a half receiving yards. Mm, oh, and they play the Jets. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you what. You want to know who's been really good this year? You want to know who's been sneaky, sneaky, really good this year? Sauce Gardner. Yep. He has been only allowed 101 receiving yards this year. Across, like, dude has been great. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna shadow Jalen Waddle. I assume they'll just keep Jalen Waddle in the slot away from him. But like, off chance, just get creative, or off chance, Mike McDaniel decides like this is the day I want to just take the ball out of Teddy Bridgewater's hands and just feed Chase Edmonds to no end. Uh or Raheem Mostert, I guess technically. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the under. Like the Jets have been sneaky good. Their secondary's been sneaky good this year. Here's what makes the difference for me. It's Teddy Bridgewater throwing him the ball. I mean, hyper-efficient across the middle and short. Absolutely. But, like, I, I that, that just feels a little bit too high for me, a little too rich for me. Bring it down to 65 and we can talk. Yep. But set, uh, over 72 and a half, I, a little too rich for me. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. All right, couple rivals to wrap this up. Let's do it. Jacoby Brissett versus Justin Herbert in passing yards. What's what are they giving Jacoby? Sixty-seven and a half. Sixty-seven uh, and a half yards. Ah, uh, um, I think I'm. I I mean I'm going Herbert on that because I think I think they're they can get beat the Chargers can get beat on the ground. The Chargers can get beat on the ground, so I I think Cleveland could just rely heavy on the run game. And Justin Herbert's just hucking the ball to keep pace, right? So I'll, I'll give Herbert the edge there, even with 67 or 66 and a half. Herbert's individual passing line is at 276 and a half, and Brissett's is at 211 and a half. So that's pretty much right on the brink. They're right on the money. They're dead even. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more for you. I feel like this one was also a gimme. Romeo Dobbs versus Christian Watson in receiving yards. Oh, yeah, Romeo Dobbs. Well, what's the line? Christian Watson me? is getting 29 and a half yards. I would still take Romeo Dobbs on that. Still take I, like, Dobbs. Christian Watson just isn't getting involved enough yet. His touchdown he scored last week was on an end around handoff. It wasn't, you know, a reception or anything, right? Like, yeah, give me, give me Romeo Dobbs all day on that. Against the Giants, too? Yeah, please. Last one. Christian Kirk versus Brandon Cooks in Ooh. receiving yards. They had a break even? Christian Kirk gets a three-and-a-half-yard boost. Uh, oh, boost. Boost. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. That's a no-brainer. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that's... Those are just some of the rivals. Those are some of the individual prop lines that you can find over on the Pick'em 
uh, that's provided by Underdog. Um, Underdog has, uh, I'm trying to remember what they called. Um, I think they call it insurance. Yes. Yep. They have insurance. Where you don't need every leg in your parlay to hit. If you get four out of five, three out of four, two out of three, you win. Yep. Um, so, yeah, go uh, like Lucas said at the beginning of this, go check out Underdog. We love Underdog. <laughs> if we're not doing stuff with Sleeper, it's literally with Underdog. Because it's literally with Underdog. <laughs> we, love we love our love friends over at Underdog. We love them both. Um, you can find the link to Underdog in the link of – or not, you can find the link of for under oh my goodness lucas just take it away i'm muting myself <laughs> you can find you can go join uh underdog fantasy uh even come play against us for hosting some uh, dfs drafts over there every once in a while as well uh you can find the link to that down in the description of the audio podcast or youtube video you are watching 100 match on your first deposit as well with the promo code fellas f-e-l-l-a-s all right tyler's gonna wrap out lucas. here oh what were you saying oh i was just saying thanks for taking that yeah, because, cover for you <laughs> you know words can be hard sometimes all right you know how to you know how to run the prop show i know how to run the promo it's it's just yeah, it's just they work hand is. in hand see there it is <laughs> anything you want to have before we sign off um if you're watching this on youtube feel free to like and subscribe i like that and if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast also like and subscribe uh yeah, you, you can, can on Spotify, you can leave us a review. Yeah, you can leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review as well. Yeah, uh, if you if you enjoy the podcast, make sure uh, you subscribe. Uh, it helps us out tremendously if you do. Uh, we thank you all for listening to each and every episode. This episode specifically, as we wrap out here, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the FF Fellas, uh, Instagram, the FF Fellas, Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, Tyler underscore Plath for Tyler, for Three Stooges Being Dudes. In this case, only Tyler and I. This was a very stoogy episode. It was. This was a stoogy episode. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you all next week with all three fellas to recap everything from week five. We'll see you then. Deuces. Deuces.